Chapter Four of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four D. Dunmore Bryant. In Mrs. Bryant's kitchen, everything was in beautiful order, though it was still quite early. The household had been astir since long before daylight, Daisy finding it impossible to sleep and her mother silently determining that a quart of oil should be sacrificed if necessary so that her little daughter might have the full benefit of the christmas day it was a household in which kerosene oil as well as everything else was used most economically but christmas came but once a year and daisy would never be just eight years old again so the lamp was lighted before six o'clock the excitement of examining the stocking that hung all alone by the chimney corner was well over and an intense excitement it had been almost everything in it had been a surprise to the little girl some of the things would not go into the stocking at all but hung in delightfully bulgy and mysterious packages outside with a cord attached to them and pinned to the red stocking for instance ben had with a little help from the friendly carpenter around the corner made for her the most complete little set of bookshelves that daisy had ever seen she felt certain there were none nicer in the world and she may be sure that none were ever made with more painstaking care three shelves beautifully smooth and stained to look like the solid black walnut of miss sutherland's bookcases they were already hung the three books placed upon them and continually daisy's eyes roved to that choice corner and her heart gave strong little beats of happiness over the bookcase as daisy assured them the shelves must be called were hanging the christmas pictures in their gay frames on the upper shelf were arranged with great care certain smaller treasures from the stocking a pretty heart-shaped pincushion from mother stuck full of pins of different sizes a neat little box covered with gay pictures and lined with pink cloth to make it strong enough for the three spools and the speck of a needle book with five needles placed in shining rows on the bit of fine notched flannel inside there had been intense excitement over that box for in addition to the spools and the needle book gifts from mother there had gleamed before daisy's astonished eyes a real truly silver thimble of just the right size for her small finger miss sutherland had called one morning with some collars and cuffs that she was in haste to have laundried and had found mrs bryant busy lining the box taking advantage of daisy's having been sent downtown on errands miss sutherland had admired the pink lining and the bright pictures and had asked several questions and the night before christmas had come this bit of a thimble together with a box of choice grapes for line and a basket of apples for ben but the crowning delight of daisy's heart had been the united gift of mother line and ben this was nothing less wonderful than a bright patchwork curtain some of the patches of silk and some of bright soft wools and being hung on a strong red cord that ben had bought with the last cent he had in the world it was long enough and wide enough to curtain off the study so that on occasion it could be entirely separated from the kitchen could anything ever be nicer than that it was hard for daisy to believe that she could ever be happier or more grateful than she was this morning 
truth to tell i don't suppose she ever will be with all these wonders to admire and talk over for to each belonged half a dozen separate stories it had been hard work to eat any breakfast though they had bread cakes and syrup as well as baked potatoes we'll be downright extravagant for once said line and have cakes and baked potatoes and applesauce and we are going to have a chicken again for dinner larger than the one we had on thanksgiving day i do believe i tell you what daisy bryant it isn't every little girl who has such a time made over her being eight years old daisy fully believed this and was happy now at ten o'clock with the kitchen in perfect order with the delicious smell of roasting chicken already in the air with the curtain drawn before the lovely little study daisy sat in her own low chair her wooden dolly on her lap and looked about her with satisfied smiles on her face are you perfectly contented her mother asked smiling on her as she stopped on her way to the oven door to peep into the study and see what was going on yes'm or well no ma'am not quite said daisy with a little shamefaced laugh i did think that maybe there would be some little girl write me a christmas letter to tell me that she had named her dolly for me but ben went to the office you know when he took the apple basket home and there wasn't anything perhaps it will come to-morrow said her mother soothingly or to-night but i wouldn't expect it too much if i were you this is a very busy world and little girls don't write many letters i think it more than likely that the little girl who named her new dolly for you meant to write you and tell you about it but she will keep putting it off until by and by she will think it is too late then you think there is a dolly named for me said daisy with a bright face oh i haven't a doubt of it said mrs bryant as she went in some haste toward the stove for the applesauce was sputtering as though it meant to boil over in less than another minute it was just then that daisy heard an emphatic knock at the back door she sat still and listened for her mother's quick step moved toward the door then she heard the following remarkable conversation good morning ma'am have you a party stopping with you by the name of d dunmore bryant d dunmore bryant repeated mrs bryant wonderingly no i don't know that name at all there is no one stopping here but my own family well this trunk is sent to your care or to little miss daisy's the card reads plainly enough in fact it's print miss d dunmore bryant care of miss daisy isabel bryant i kind of thought i'd like to see miss d dunmore if she was here for judging from this trunk i thought she must be about the size of my thumb with a broad smile on his face the village express man stepped forward and landed in the middle of the little kitchen a trunk about two feet long one foot wide and perhaps a little more than a foot high a perfect trunk studded with brass nails and locked and strapped in the most business-like manner came by express ma'am said the man his face seeming to grow broader while he looked first at mrs bryant then at the trunk i only hope miss d dunmore isn't done up inside of it for it is a well-made little thing and there wouldn't be much chance for air inside 
by this time daisy was in the kitchen her eyes very large there was certainly her name in neat print on the end of the dear little trunk but who in the world was miss d dunmore bryant and how should they find her and let her know that they had her trunk this was the question which troubled the bryant household for some time the expressman who was a friend of ben's and who liked to do a good turn for his friends went away laughing declaring that there was nothing to pay or at least if there was he would wait until miss d dunmore bryant put in an appearance before he presented his bill for if she could get all her furbelows into a trunk of that size he would be mighty well to see her i would open the thing declared ben when he had come home and walked around it and lifted it on his shoulder to try its weight and wondered and studied as much as the others it is sent to daisy's care and it's our own name and she doesn't know how to take care of it without knowing what is inside hello look here tucked under this strap is the mite of a key tied on with a cord they mean you shall open it and take care of the things they may be flowers or something that will spoil wouldn't you open it mother i believe i would said mrs bryant who began to have a theory of her own to the effect that miss d dunmore might really be inside but she kept her own counsel and looked on while ben with nervous haste unstrapped the wee trunk and daisy her fingers trembling so that she could hardly do it turned the key and threw up the lid a complete trunk inside as well as out fitted up in compartments hat-box shoe-box toilet-box everything complete all carefully closed and fastened down on the very top however was a letter addressed in a round hand to miss daisy isabel bryant hurrah said ben here is a letter for you Dazelinda. now we will understand this mystery shut down the lid of the trunk said her thoughtful and far-seeing mother and let daisy read the letter before we go any farther then if it is her duty to unpack the trunk she can have the pleasure of doing it herself so daisy broke the seal and read aloud my dear friend daisy isabel bryant mother who can it be from i have no friend to write to me i don't know dear perhaps it is someone who has written an answer to the letter you sent to the paper read on said line then you will find out who it is yes hurry up said ben we can't stand such suspense as this very long and as he spoke his eyes danced with pleasure he had caught a gleam of his mother's thought what a thing it would be if somebody had really sent daisy a dolly and daisy read i am d dunmore exclamations of astonishment and pleasure from the listeners a little girl pretty near nine years old at least i was eight almost three months ago papa read your letter in the paper aloud to us and as i had a new dolly come from paris only a few weeks ago and she hadn't any name i named her for you right away she is lovely i have sent you her picture so that you can see for yourself i sent mine too because i had none of dolly without me and besides i thought maybe you might like to see me too i am going to be your friend you know and to write letters to you if you will answer them i don't write very well yet but i am learning 
then i thought it was kind of lonesome to have only a dolly who had no mouth nor eyes nor any of those things i don't mean that she isn't nice and i know you love her because sometimes mamma rolls up a pillow for me for a dolly and i find i love it very much but then i couldn't get along with only that kind of a dolly and i thought i ought to have a namesake too so we made up our minds to send you one named after me and she is in the trunk and we hope you will like her oh mother said daisy stopping for breath and almost ready to cry in her surprise and delight oh mother do you think there is a real truly dolly for me in this trunk i begin to think so said mrs bryant and she turned away just then to look at the chicken in the oven and wiped her eyes with the corner of her apron go ahead said ben and daisy read mamma helped and papa and grandma and all of them mrs strader did too so it is a present from all of us sister edith and her friend made the clothes and i really think the hat is lovely the plume is a piece of one that my auntie sent from paris the purse on her arm is not d's but yours papa sent it with his love and he says the things in it are from your friends who feel sure that you will make good use of them he says ever so many friends helped send them to you that it is a trifle from each in memory of the christmas time and the dear saviour who said it was more blessed to give than to receive and you are to give our regards to your mother and tell her we hope she will let you accept these gifts for his sake those are papa's very words i had a great time writing them i had to keep asking him over and over what came next it took me almost all day to write this letter and i had to copy it twice once i blotted dreadfully and once i got it all mixed up it doesn't take me so long when i write just my own words because i pick out the little bits of ones i like to speak long words pretty well but it is a good deal of trouble to write them they have so many letters you see well i hope you will love d dunmore and i am sure you will i hope you will like the name i like daisy isabella very much indeed i never had a dolly in my life whose name i liked so well oh i forgot to tell you that the dress in the bottom of the trunk is too large for d and too small for me and mamma thought it possible it might fit you she says if it doesn't your mamma will know some little girl to give it to now i wish you merry christmas and i hope you will write to me good-bye d dunmore well of all things in this world said ben the minute the letter was finished though what all things in this world had to do with it he did not explain as for daisy she sat like one stunned staring at the letter in her lap why don't you open the trunk dear and give d a breath of fresh air mother said daisy doesn't it seem almost too wonderful some way then she dived forward and raised the lid and amid little squeals of delight and exclamations of rapture miss d was drawn out from her wrappings and stood before them smiling lips blue eyes curly hair and all could i describe her do you think or her wardrobe for that matter it was without doubt the most elegant one that was ever unpacked in that little village do look at the silk dresses said line 
miss sutherland's wardrobe sinks into insignificance beside this one the purse had slipped from her delicate hand and lay just at her side and was heavy ben took it in hand and his face grew first red then pale as he said at last almost under his breath mother there are fifty dollars in that purse what does it all mean but daisy had forgotten the purse and its contents she was rapturously kissing the picture of a sweet-faced little girl with a dolly in her arms End of chapter 4